This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Show. Oh, by far. Uh, so many people have called it uh, the greatest television show ever done. And, and radio um, show. I'm and sure. radio show. Uh, you know. And radio show. We have to show TV both sides of the issue right. of fair here. So we, we are also the best television show and the best radio people, show. I think people are afraid not to say it now because yeah. they know we're both mob belts in karate. Karate. Because uh, karate, we're so know. proficient in karate, is that why you that chose? We pronounce it correctly, and uh, and we've got all the way up to mauv. Is this why you chose this particular shirt set today? Yes, um, to just show yes that you are because you obviously uh, I am an impressive mauv. Or uh, this is well, this is actually purple. I but passed two shades, purple right? a long time ago. You got two shades. Yeah, you got two shades of purple, kind of a lighter purple and a. A deeper, it's like very nice, deep way, first purple. Let me uh, express. Thank you. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, secondarily, I will say that uh, basically what we're expressing here is that we're terrified of Sean Hannity. Oh. Sean Hannity uh, has a brown belt in martial arts. A martial uh, art brown belt. And I, I think it was karate, wasn't it? That I, I don't know. He mentioned. Whatever it is, it's scary. And apparently, I mean, I, I to be honest. And he told us we own it again. Again. We own it. We own what? it. And, you know. Look, there are several things that we go through life trying to accomplish, obviously, to keep your family together, to stay healthy. But we all, our number one thing we do in life is to try to make Sean Hannity like us. Uh, that's the number right. one goal uh, when we wake up every day is to hope that Sean it's Hannity a, doesn't believe It's above religion. It. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's almost like exactly. our religion it's is to make yeah. Sean like us. We need to have him not think that we own things. That's kind of yeah. how we yeah. start the day. How do I get through today? Without encouraging Sean Hannity to make us believe that we own things, um, and I, we have not come up with a what so he, far. So what if he gave you a karate chop? I, I, oh my ooh. gosh! Can you imagine? We are all very. I scared. think it would. I think it'd cut you in half. Yeah, I do. I, I think you'd be literally split in half <laughs> at that point. I will say so. uh, uh, we played this clip uh, earlier. I don't think we're going to have it today. We don't need to talk about Sean Hannity that much. But I, I think because he apparently thinks he back, that we yeah. talk about him all the time. Which, yeah. Like I mean, and this is hours. A, uh, to be fair, we spent hours on him. To, to try to be fair here to Hannity, uh, this is a very long-term issue with talk radio hosts in that um, talk radio hosts have very passionate fans. 
Uh, and when another talk radio show, show host that they like says something about host B, uh, all of their fans go and report to them as if it's, you know, oh, my God, you had to hear what I get. We get stuff every day yes. with mm-hmm. random hosts around the country. Oh, this guy was ripping you guys today. This guy. Now, as an adult, I'm able to decipher that, you know, maybe that's not true. And perhaps it's not really that big of a deal. Maybe they mentioned us in passing. Maybe they don't actually believe what we believe. But I mean, in reality, we live, we work in an industry that really focuses on having uh, intellectual debate about ideas. So the idea that some other host would disagree with us is actually mm-hmm. par for the course. It's what I would expect, and I, n- I never get really worked up about it. Um, where Hannity, I guess, is taking that stuff personally. Well, if you we were to get a brown think, belt uh, in karate stew, you would change your philosophy. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, we went through the, the first time he accused us of talking about him all the time. We went through and we had mentioned him. I believe it, the number was six or seven times over a four month much. period. Um, and again, it wasn't an hour of it. Most of the times, most the majority of the mentions were us saying, all right, this happened on Hannity last night. Like it was just mm-hmm. us playing a clip from his show. Um, so I, would, I don't think that's I don't think he'd be upset with that. Which leaves us in the two or three times we talked about him supporting Trump and what might happen in the aftermath of the election. But very limited. I mean, I, to be honest about it, like, I mean, the guy's basically, uh, you know, if he were to go right now and be employed by the uh, Trump campaign, we would all react, I think, in the same way that we did with Bannon uh, from Breitbart going to the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. It's a very lateral move. He's kind of, kind of huh. already doing the job and he'd be going to yes. another place where he'd be doing the same job. He's obviously running a campaign for Trump already, which, again, is nothing. uh, And I say this with all sincerity. If Ted Cruz were the nominee, Sean Hannity would be just as passionate about Ted Cruz's proposals. Like he he wouldn't be. Hey, wait a minute. No, uh, I don't like that. Ted Cruz is opposing maternity leave from the government. Like he wouldn't he he wouldn't have that position at all. He would be 100 percent behind Ted Cruz and every single thing he proposed. I mean, so. I, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be conservative in that well, circumstance. It's, it's interesting to me because I, you know, like I mentioned on my Facebook posting last night. Oh, I, no. I, uh, <laughs> Another one? Yeah. Yeah. I will uh, say this. Of this story, <laughs> the go-to uh, source for quotes about the Sean Hannity, uh, the way he's handling the election, is Pat Gray's Facebook page. It's, in a, <laughs> it's kind, of, kind of fun. It, yeah. it is highly quoted. It's been mentioned a few times. But yeah. uh, last night, I... I I I don't understand that Laura Ingrams and the Sean Hannitys of the world have never been for government paid family leave. No, they've never been for that. I mean, strongly everybody opposed. knows it. So how do you go from that to oh, this is a good idea? Might actually save the government some money. Finally, we're doing something compassionate. I mean, what the hell are you doing? What you do is you know. say, and I don't know why they can't do this. Look, I, I obviously am not going to agree with him on everything, but on most things, you're not going to get anybody you can agree with on every issue. He's still the best candidate out there. And that's what you do, and, right? And I, that's what we did with Cruz when we disagreed with him on TPP. Then we talked to him about it and we wound up agreeing on that. I mean, but I, I, I think I, though, I, it's yes. unbelievable to me. And it's not, I think it needs, my personal preference would be someone who goes farther than that. Because Hannity has said a couple of times, and we, and we I think, this is in the clip, that, the one clip that we did play of him talking about this topic, where he mm-hmm. said, look, I mean, is he going to be perfect? No. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. has he, is he not of the establishment? Is he, uh, is he maybe uh, too 
politically incorrect. Like, notice that every criticism of Trump is actually really a positive. He's not yeah. of the establishment. Right. He's not poli- He's too politically incorrect. These are things that obviously right, that we like. Right, we actually like. But he doesn't bring up, you know, all of the policy ideas that are not even close to conservative. Oh, my God. But again, like, I, I have no problem with somebody who, if he was doing the show, and Levin is basically doing this. Look, I, yeah. here, here's a policy I, I absolutely disagree with. Uh, paid med- medical leave. I guarantee, I, I didn't listen last night, so I can't guarantee. But I bet, I bet you $100 right now that, Sean, or that Mark Levin was on the air last night Me being too. highly critical I, of, of that proposal yes. about family leave. But he's still voting for Trump. I right? actually listened to a little bit of uh, Mark Levin last night, yes. and the answer to that is, you are correct, Thank sir. you. Yes, and I <laughs> believe course. that because Sean... And that's because, what makes sense. Because Mark Levin believes sense. this. Now, he's got, he also believes that when it comes down to it, gun to your head, I got to pull the lever for Trump. Yeah. And I can completely yeah. respect someone who comes to that decision that way. Mm-hmm. And I can also respect someone who hasn't lived this stuff and made these points a million times. If you're just a, you're, you know, you're working a, you know, a 12 hour day, you flip on talk radio occasionally, you know, you're, you know, I, I you're like, well, I, I never even have, have, have articulated a position on paid maternity leave by the government. I've never even articulated that. Most people probably haven't. But I mean, for someone who has consistently gone on the air for four hours a day and bashed government spending on feel-good mm-hmm. policies, how yep. just come out and say, look, this is a disaster of a policy. It's a bad idea. He's doing it to win moderates uh, from the middle, obviously. Uh, but you know what? He's still better than Hillary. I, yeah. I can understand that. The people, and I don't know that even Hannity did that, by the way. I, I, from, I heard every big uh, you know, uh, uh, Trump supporter last night come out and say, well, oh, I've, I've come up suddenly awakened to the brilliance of paid maternity leave from the government. Almost all of them did that. I didn't hear that specifically from Hannity. Did anybody watch Hannity last night or listen to him to get that? Because um, I, I did not hear if he specifically endorsed that policy or came around to it. Um, but the, the correct way to do that is to, is to come out and say, look, I, I hate this policy because it's a terrible idea. And I've obviously argued to your face a million times right. that it's wrong. I right. can't come on the air now and say that now. it's good. And yet they do. But they uh, now, do. I don't know if Hannity did. I didn't hear Hannity yesterday. And all, all we heard was the, uh, you know, I'm a counter puncher. I punch back thing now working toward my black belt. Finally got my brown belt. If you hit me, come at me. I'm really going to hurt you. And then after that, to put it into context, he did say, not physically. No, of course not. He's just trying know. to act tough, which is, you know, apparently he does this, as the Washington Free Beacon has noticed, apparently he, he does, does it on a regular basis. <laughs> which they've put together okay. a, another wonderful supercut from the Maybe we'll have that today or tomorrow. But for, for conservatives and for broadcasters who have uh, broadcast their conservative points of view all these years, over, I don't know, the airwaves where other people heard them. In fact, millions of people have heard them. For them to be okay with the paid maternity leave, which everybody knows they've never been before, they're okay with apparently the stimulus package he's proposing, which he wants to double what Hillary proposed, which was another. This is in addition to what Obama already did. Hillary says $275 more billion, $275 billion more, mm-hmm. and he wants to double that at least. Okay, nobody in the conservative world would be for that. Yeah, he said, I want to more than double it. Yeah. Quote. 
The uh, health care thing. Oh, yeah, I wish you'd double that. Actually, we might need more than doubling. That the, was his quote, I believe. They pretend like the health care thing is great. Like the, well, he's gonna he's gonna uh, uh, repeal and replace. He's gonna repeal and replace Obamacare. Yeah, with what? He has proposed single payer. He has proposed the government pay. For, he, he told what's his face from sixty minutes who asked him. Well, who's gonna pay for that? The government. Well, the government. I don't care if it loses me votes. Right. And, and so, so in case you're what? thinking that he was trying to be conservative with that, he came no, out and he said, not. I don't care if it he costs knew. me Republican votes. I know it's not very Republican. He knew. He knew. He knew what he was doing. He was proposing a giant expansion of health care again. Right. Um, so I, right. these things are all. And then the American exceptionalism thing. I, I don't know how they're OK with that, too. Yeah. yeah. We, they all railed on Obama when he when he dared say, well, of course, uh, we're exceptional like Great Britain and Iceland and. And Zaire, or whatever it was he said, and we, we all hated that. And we didn't like a president who wasn't America-centric. Okay, we're talking about American patriotism here and thinking that our Constitution allows people to exceed. Not that we're a superior race. It's that our system is so good and so much better than everybody else's that you've got the best opportunities to succeed here. And all conservatives, virtually every conservative who draws breath believes that. And then Trump, to tell you the truth, I don't like it. I I don't like the term. I don't like the term. How does Russia feel about that? If you're in Russia, you you don't hear about that. I don't like it. And they're okay with that, too. You've got all of this liberalism, all of this progressivism inside of him that he just can't purge himself of. No, because, because he, he's believed it his he whole life. He believes it his whole life. And it's it part is. of him. It's part of his children. It's the only real core he has. Yeah, right? Like they yes. say, He'll come out and say conservative things, and, and you wonder why. Why is he always backing off of those? Because it's not real. That's not it's who he is. Forced. It's, it's like, it it's like not I'm throwing that stuff in because I need to win these votes. Right. You can see... When he has a 20, 30, 40 year record of holding a position, like for the example, the left wing position on trade is a good example of it. He does, generally speaking, stick to it. Um, Let me give you another example of this, because this one ties in specifically to what we're talking about here with Hannity and his brown belt. The the man who the, the show who actually started my transition from Donald Trump uh, fanboy, as I've said many times, I was a kid. To mm-hmm. thinking this guy, wait a minute, he's a whack job, was Sean Hannity's show. I can remember where I was sitting west of Philadelphia at a stoplight listening to Donald Trump on the air destroying the Iraq war in give or take 2005, saying how evil it was, saying it was the worst uh, decision accusing that Bush has of ever war been made. Crimes. Accusing Bush of war crimes. Now, look, you can look back at the Iraq war, I think, fairly and say, well, there were things that we did really wrong. Um, and maybe we shouldn't have gone in. I think that's a fair analysis now. This is not then. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have the information of, of, of many of the things that have developed since then. And he was saying, really with no information, uh, how evil this was. And Hannity was, of course, pushing back and fighting with him because at that point it was okay for him to disagree with Donald Trump. Yeah. And he went pushed back hard with, with legitimate evidence of why Trump was wrong. And I remember sitting here and going, God, this guy is not the guy I thought he was. He is... And he was using every left-wing talking point about that war. And to say that the left was right on part of that, I think, is Mm -hmm. fair. That's not what Donald Trump was doing. He was saying George Bush was evil. He was he's doing this just to profit. He's a war criminal. He's killing people for no reason. And here's the thing. Donald Trump has been uh, consistent on that viewpoint. He, to this day, still says all of those things, all of them. 
And now Sean Hannity agrees with him like a lapdog. That is, I mean, just mm -hmm. on that specific example is so, it's impossible as a human being and to make those leaps for me. It's I would embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I, I and I, I don't know, like, he just believed, I think the Hannity way, and maybe the brown belt thing is revealing in, the, in that he just believes, okay, there's one person here who's better than the other. I, you know, maybe he doesn't even think Trump is the greatest candidate of all time. But what he believes is, I have to fight to win no matter what. I'm going to go all in on this guy, and I, I don't care if I have to lie. I don't care if I have to change my opinions. Mm. I don't care if I have to say things that are obviously easily disproved. I'm going to say them because the end here is that important. That is an okay position for you to have, I suppose. I can never have it. Because it's, it's, it's taking too much of, of, of your moral core and flipping it inside out for some douchebag from New York. I'm not doing it. And now he would tell you that, well, okay, yeah, I'm full-throated support of Trump now. But during the election campaign, I was just fulfilling my promise to my listeners that I would, I would treat them all equally and I would, ha I would give you access to all of them. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, did you do, did he defend, is he just a, did he defend Ted Cruz on the Lion Ted thing? Not ever. Not ever did he do oh, that. He accused him he, of it. He accused him. He used the Trump line during the campaign, which is why we say he's been there from the beginning. So when the Lion Ted thing, when when Ted Cruz's campaign sent out that flyer that uh, Ben Carson was possibly going home and and was he leaving the, the campaign or whatever after the CNN report, then that's when the Lion Ted stuff started. As if Ted concocted that story. He didn't. They got it from CNN. They reported it. They backed off of it. Ted corrected it. He didn't lie. He didn't do any of those things. Now, normally, Sean Hannity would realize that. Oh, yeah. And defend the conservative candidate on that. He didn't. No. He was going with the Trump line. So it, all of this stuff of him tr trying to say all the time, that he was uh, he was just uh, open and uh, and trying to present all the candidates fairly and equal and, and, uh, such bogus bullcrap. It's, it's hard to imagine you could disagree. I, I, look, I, you can you can make justifications as to and we I get this all the time for people who think we're totally wrong and not voting for Donald Trump yeah. and they will say you know look I have huge problems with this 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 and this. But I gotta vote but, for him because he's better than mm -hmm. her because he's got this, this, and this that I think are slightly better. And I don't believe him all the time, mm -hmm. but you know what? There's a chance. That is completely rational. But like, think about this: the average people are are saying, "I gotta, I gotta tell people about that those exceptions. I need to say, look, I know this, 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 and this, and this is their problem. How is mm -hmm. a guy who's been doing talk radio for 20 years uh, not not at least uh, acknowledging at least that? Acknowledge it. I, I just same say, with uh, Laura Ingram. Yeah. How, how does that happen? I mean, to sit here, Laura Ingram yesterday, to argue that government paid uh, maternity leave might just be a savings program. Unbelievable. <laughs> blows your mind. Who are these people? I, I there's mm. a lot. I never imagined that Donald Trump could be the Republican nominee. As I said many right. times, I absolutely believe the voters would, would see through this guy. But beyond that, maybe even more surprising is the fact that all of these people are like suddenly passionate, wonderful fans of this guy. Mm. It's, it's incredible to see them take their own 20-year record and, and urinate all over it right. to, to, to support this guy for another seven weeks. 
it's bizarre. Un, it's it's the, one of the most shocking things my, of my entire life. And we continue to be flabbergasted by it. We yeah. continue to be shocked by this. You know, and, and the other thing is there are some companies out there that are using your money. In fact, you're probably a subscriber to one of them. The, the, cell, the cell phone companies all are all doing this. They're using your money to fund Hillary Clinton's campaign, mm. uh, try to restrict your Second Amendment rights, um, using it to support Planned Parenthood. There's a lot of that going the good on, thing, though, and you is, may not even know it. I will say the good thing is uh, with that, you get a voice. You get a choice to pick which uh, liberal charity Except you want. Except for, no you, no, you really don't. You don't have any no. opinion? They, they don't even tell you? Uh-uh. They don't even, like, they don't even bring it up. And say, by the way, uh, $8 of your bill this month went to Planned Parenthood. They don't <laughs> no, do that? No, they don't. Mm, no. That's interesting. Because that would shock some people. Yeah, it probably would. Uh, wouldn't mm-hmm. you rather have your money go the other way to things that you do believe in? Yes. Um, like, for example, if you were to sign up with Patriot Mobile. Now, Patriot Mobile offers... All the great service that you get from any other provider, uh, nationwide talk and text, high-speed 4G, LTE data, competitive prices. But they donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative wow. organization, not just some, hey, oh, conservatism, and you find out it's some crappy, shady organization. No, you get to pick it. Okay. You tell them where your money goes. So it, it's not like I'm on a walkie-talkie, and that's what I have to deal with? No. Like, it's a, it, I, I get to support the, the conservative cause, but then I have to use a walkie-talkie to communicate <laughs> with people? No, they actually have one of the huh. most expansive networks uh, in America. Nice. Um, and they have all the data, all the quality service, everything you need, including the, the cool new phones as well, uh, iPhone, Samsung, everything you need. Uh, but you support the conservative values you believe in. I really like that. This is such a, a great deal and a great company. It's Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze or call 877-367-7524. That's patriotmobile.com slash blaze or 877-367-7524. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance all for one low monthly fee if not cancel and pay nothing if you're in business today and you don't have a web presence you won't be taken seriously call right now and you'll also get a free com or net domain name for your new website powered by verisign the world's leading domain name provider call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio that's 800-490-1099 no upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. So, what do, you, do you follow this uh, the new DNC email leak thing? No. I feel like those things, when they come out, I want to give them a couple days to let the media sort through what is real and what isn't, because there's so many, like, you know, mm-hmm. forgeries that come out. Everyone knows once an email leak comes out, you can send out a million, uh, you can send out an email that says anything about the Democrats, um, and then uh, everyone's going to believe it because then there's a new email leak. And without taking, uh, first of all, the risk of downloading a giant file from a hacker of emails, which sounds like a terrible idea to me. Um, I feel like I'll let the media kind of sort through that stuff first, 
and uh, see which ones are real. Um, and usually what happens is after a couple days, someone will post a searchable online database of them, and then you can kind of go through them and do a little bit more of your homework. I, I'm, I'm nervous about just coming out and, and talking about them. One was interesting, I think, and I think we can safely say this one was real because of the way it was treated, uh, was about uh, the, the Democrats um, controlling the media, uh, confirmed control of the media, been sent around quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what it seemed to be was uh, it was like, here are the hits we have executed, and here are the hits we have planned. And then it listed all these shows, and it was like, look at this. The Democratic National Committee has planned hits on this show. And it's like, no, that, that's just the way you say you have media appearances. <laughs> like, I, they're trying to make this into this big thing. That is, like, I, I got a hit on Fox News tonight. Like, that's how you say that in media circles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I got a hit on MSNBC tonight. It means you're going to be a guest and you're yeah. going to talk on a show. Like, if we were to bring, um, you know, if, uh, if Pat were to appear on Glenn's show tonight, he would say, ah, I got a, a hit on Glenn tonight. Like, mm-hmm. that's the, the way. I'm not you, actually going to shoot him. No, and that's not what they're accusing. They're saying that, like, they're buying these appearances to influence the news. And it's like, no, that's not what that means. Like, you just, that's what every everybody who's in the media would describe. I got a hit on Fox News tonight. It's totally, no, that just means you're mm-hmm. appearing as a an usually unpaid guest. That's all that means, to discuss a topic. Mm-hmm. But people are, like, trying to make that a big deal. There's also a spreadsheet being passed around, which, um, if real, looks pretty damning. Um, in that uh, it was a spreadsheet of big Democratic donors and what what uh, reward they've been given, like ambassadorships and things like that. Yeah. Um, and if that one's true, could, there could be something real there. Uh, that Nobody one's will care, though. Nope. And then the other one is the Colin Powell thing, which that one does seem to be uh, vetted by the media. Uh, have you heard some of this? Uh, Colin Powell in private emails uh, saying a few things. Uh, Trump is a national disgrace. Not a surprise. He's an Obama supporter. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. surprised he thinks Trump is a national disgrace. Uh, <coughs> but also is. negative so. comments about Clinton, uh, that she has so much hubris, she screws everything up. Um, was kind of interesting. Um, another one about Rumsfeld, where he emails Condi Rice and said, if Don wouldn't have screwed this up, this would have gone a lot better. And Condi Rice re- replies and agrees. Um, so co- some of that stuff kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Nothing I have earth shattering, but yeah, I mean, the, the donor spreadsheet could, theoretically, if they didn't have a better explanation for it, uh, be pretty damning, if that one's real. But we'll, 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 get, we'll dive into that in the next couple of days. But I, I, that is sort of my uh, instinct on stories like that. Let's wait and let a little bit of this stuff sort out. See which ones mm-hmm. are real, which ones are fake. You know, it's hard, because you don't know. Even if the Democrats deny that some of them are real, you don't know if that's true. Uh, Colin Powell came out and basically said, I'm not going to deny these are my emails. So those are pretty much confirmed. Hmm. Uh, also, uh, billionaire businessman Mark Cuban uh, said that he thinks Donald Trump's most brilliant move so far has been to avoid releasing his tax returns. Um, kind of <laughs> counterintuitive, but he says the smartest thing he's ever done is not release them because he's created a talking point that just consumes more time so that he doesn't have to talk about anything of importance. Totally agree with us. Yeah, I do, too. I Although I, I, I don't kind of disagree on the on whether he should do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I it's I, I kind of think the tax return thing is a little bit important because oh, it gives you some insight, especially especially with Donald Trump, because so much of his time is how successful he is yes. and how great he is and how rich he is and what a billionaire he is. It, it would be fascinating to see if that's all a lie. And then 
you know, I think that might have a significant impact on some people. Uh, yeah, I, I, number one, I should be uh, clear here. I fully 100% agree he should be releasing his tax returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is in, interesting and important, and, and it would tell us a lot, I think. Um, I'm sort of just commenting on the, the tactic here, which I think yeah, is what I think Cuban's Cuban is right about. The I think tactic. he's right. It's yes. worked, and, and Democrats have fallen into this trap uh, a lot. In that every time someone brings up something about Hillary's health, they say, well, or, or, or every time they say something about, well, how come they won't disclose Hillary's health uh, records? They say, well, what about the tax returns? Right. She's been like, more transparent than Trump has. Right. And it's like, well, I mean, you know, I don't know. She has released tax returns, by the way, going back a long time, um, which is kind of a standard right now. It's weird because it gets people focused on this point of like Trump is doing something that nobody else does. And again, it's not a point of like taking on the establishment. I'm going to release more than anybody else. It's the opposite. He's being more secretive than everybody else. Um, so this is obviously, mm-hmm. in theory, should be a negative. Uh, but because it just eats up time, um, it, I, I think you're, he's right. Like he doesn't have to answer things. Uh, you know, he, he, can't, he doesn't have to answer things about in depth. Like where is Aleppo? He doesn't get those questions. He gets questions about where is which didn't hurt him either. Nobody cared about that. What? Nobody cares about his lack of knowledge, like Aleppo. Well, that was Johnson, obviously. Oh, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. That was Johnson. You're you're thinking about the the Iranian general and the nuclear triad. He's had his own examples of those. Yes. But there are no negatives for Donald Trump with his supporters because he can have liberal policies. Doesn't matter. He can have no knowledge of a certain topic or issue. Doesn't matter. Uh, he can go off the handle and start uh, a war with somebody on either side of uh, the spectrum. Doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, he cannot be a good speaker. It doesn't matter. He can have bankruptcies when he claims to be a uh, total winner at all times in all things, and he's not. And it doesn't matter. I mean, nothing matters. There are no negatives with this guy. Yeah. To his supporters. It's kind of interesting. I um, Listen to uh, th- this theory. This is from uh, Nate Silver. Um, and I we will definitely disagree with the numbers he's assigning here. But think of it trying to more in a general concept. Remember, this is this, he's not a conservative. He's a mm-hmm. pollster. And he, as he would admit, leans Democrat. But a, po- a pollster. And he, his information is usually pretty good. But this is an interesting piece of analysis. Here's a way to think about the problem critics have with media coverage of Clinton and Trump. Because, as you point out, like it's, there's so many things going on. How do you, how do you address them? Mm-hmm. Um, invent, he, let's invent a unit called the MIT, after Mitt Romney, which measures a candid, candidate's scandalousness. Romney himself is one MIT. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, he says Obama was also one, around one MIT, which I would totally disagree. Oh, he says, but he admits, gosh. he admits there are a few Come issues on. around the uh, margin like Resco, but overall a clean bill of health is what he describes. Uh, now, again, no. he's, a, he's a Democrat, right? So, so again, Jeremiah Wright, right. you can't even give him that? I, 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 you're disagreeing with a specific thing I asked you not to disagree okay. with. <laughs> All right. So, yes, I, but I am with you on this. Mm-hmm. Um, on this scale, he admits Hillary Clinton is like five MITs. So five times worse than Mitt Romney is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, some stories are exaggerated, but there's a lot there, much more than Romney and in his, in his opinion, Obama. Okay, but I mean, you might even I, we might even agree there's more about Clinton than Obama. I don't know. There, there's a lot there on Clinton. Clinton is in fact treated by the media as roughly a five mitt candidate. So she is a five mitt in his opinion, and she's treated by the media as sort of a five mitt candidate. The ball- the, sometimes the balance is off, but overall she deserves and gets much scrutiny. 
I like I, I like the verbiage though. That's really <laughs> it's mitts. fun. Yeah. He's like, but Nate Silver goes on to say, but Trump is a fifty mitt candidate. <laughs> There's everything: corruption, racism, yeah. lying, fitness for office, like nothing we've never seen before. Right. Trump gets harsh, harsh coverage, but it can't or doesn't fully scale up to his candidacy. He's treated as a seven mitt candidate when he's really only he's actually a fifty mitt candidate. Uh, I think that uh, then he goes. On so to say, he does admit, though, that he gets more flack from the from, media, from the than, media she than she does, but huh. not not. I'm not even sure that's true. And I don't know if that's true, too. I, I'd say he's also treated as a five-bit candidate. Yeah. Um, the compromise winds up being that the media comfort, uh, covers Trump broadly but thinly. Many vectors of reporting but not much sustained focus. I think this is very true. Like, mm-hmm. the new controversy comes out, he gets hammered on it for a day, and then everybody moves on. Um, arguably, arguably, according to Nate Silver, the reverse would be better. Focus on fewer stories but more depth. Um, some examples of this is this guy um, from the Washington Post we've talked about before, and we've talked about him for months, about his calls to all these charities and really diving into that particular story. Um, so would it be better to kind of focus on one or two of his big stories and hammer them and really get the details, or is it better to just kind of mm-hmm. respond to the daily stuff? I think this is true because Clinton has this stuff too and should be investigated just as hard. I believe that she gets more excuses made for her uh, by the media. And in a way, I think Nate Silver says that as well, saying that Trump is a, is treated as a seven-mit candidate and Hillary is treated as a five-mit candidate. But really, Trump Trump has more than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah. I've never seen a candidate that's even remotely close. And that's why people say, keep say to us, like, well, why don't you just, you know, look, suck it up and vote for Trump. Like, I'm standing here six inches away from the ballot. And I'm like, I don't know. Should I? Should I? That's not where I am. Trump is like, I'm voting here and Trump is in like Malawi. That's where the Trump ballot is. I am mm-hmm. so far away from considering a vote for this person. It is, it's, it's so opposite of anything I would ever do in my life to cast a vote for someone who is this terrible. Now, of course, the same thing applies to Clinton, but those are the two main choices why is yes. everyone, everyone is, applies to Trump, because he's a Republican. Well, that is not how I make my votes, uh, or cast my votes. And I think the coverage angle here is, is while the numbers I would, dis, I would agree are not right for my taste, the point is pretty interesting. I think it's kind of what yeah. the media is trying to deal with. Because the media wants to take Donald Trump down. They do. They can't figure out how to do it because there's just so much all the time. And part of the reason, uh, and you've made this point before, Pat, um, part of their issues with covering Trump is they tend to sometimes go down the typical liberal complaint zones. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. he's racist against Hispanics because he wants to control the border. Well, I mean, that is, that's a Mitt Romney point. Right. Right. That's yeah. not a Trump point. Not at all. Trump is the evidence for Trump goes a million miles beyond the typical conservative policy of controlling the border and having a sensible immigration policy. He goes so far beyond that, um, you know, to the things like, hey, that judge can't make a fair decision on me because uh, he's Mexican. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mitt Romney never said anything remotely close <laughs> to that. <laughs> Nor would he. Cruz. Nor does he neither feel did, that way. Neither did Jim Gilmore. So, yeah. Uh, right? Count on that. Yeah. 100%. Count on that. By the way, Gilmore did officially uh, endorse yes, Donald he did. Trump. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so Jeffy had How embarrassed point. are you, Jeffy? Look, Jim did Look. what he felt was right. 
<laughs> You're with Jim no matter what. You're like Hannity with Trump. Right. You're there no matter what. <laughs> Are you like a mauve belt in karate? Because uh, that would scare us. Um, uh, I've practiced. I've got some katas down. Okay. I mean, I don't. All right. If, if, if Hannity comes in here and starts whipping katas out, duck. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be dangerous. Wow. More patents to coming up. I mean, a brown belt. Mm. You Man, can't. it's serious. You can't mess with the next, the next step is a uh, a black belt. It goes white, yellow, orange, green, blue, purple, red, brown, black. Yeah, there's also a black belt candidate. Go ahead. Is it? observation question okay because i don't i don't follow these things i don't a do serious them. question yes this is a but serious you want a question. serious answer to there are a lot of people who <clears throat> obviously uh are very dedicated to martial arts and and do their <clears throat> exercise and enjoyment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but isn't bragging about a brown belt in karate something you do when you're 11 or younger <laughs> yes. or younger yes or younger? yes right yes, yes. Like, I remember when I was a kid, like, there'd be people like you. A 47-year-old man or whatever he is, 50 years old. No, nah, you don't usually brag about that. That's kind of... Because I, mean, I remember, like... It's a cool thing that you are doing that, and that's fine. Yeah. But you don't brag about it on the radio, right? Right. It's kind of... Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I... I you know, it's like, pathetic. I remember, like, as a kid, I remember, you know, friends, and they'd be like, oh, I got my green belt, got my yellow belt. Right. I remember, right. Like, and then, like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, black belt, like, that would be, you know, that's, like, the top... Level one, which I don't even know if it is anymore. It is. It is. Still well, there are belt. levels to the black belt. There are degrees of black beltness, right. I believe. Yeah. So, but I mean, to say it's like, do adults brag about I got my brown belt? <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? They do when they're taking karate class with their kids, maybe. Sure. <laughs> okay. Right. Like you might you might talk to your kid about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Come on, you you got the brown. I got the, whatever, whatever. But no, stop it. The, uh, as, a, as to brag about it as an adult, as you're doing it yourself, no. A 50-year-old man saying it is like me saying, yeah, I was a tenderfoot. <laughs> I got my tenderfoot yeah. in Scouts. Really? Yeah. All right, are you working yeah. on a... It feels that I'm, way. I'm working on Weeblos. Right. So... Now, look, I mean, I know, like... Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Sean. <laughs> I don't know. It feels more... I don't know. It's a, it's a, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a weird lie. I will say... I will say... Uh, oh, uh, it's interesting. Um, and the uh, the... <laughs> The uh, the approach is is befuddling. Yeah, it is. I, I, like I, it is obviously like this is again we're coming back to this topic because but I he's was... come to this war unarmed. Seriously, he's got no facts. Yeah, the facts are all on our side. The conservative values and principles are all on our side. Yes, the fact that Trump is a buffoon, it, all of that stuff, it goes to what we are saying, and so. I guess in order to try to defend yourself, it's, you know, he's just floundering right now and he's going, he's grasping for whatever he possibly can. Uh, I, I, but, you know, f- saying that you're a brown belt in karate is, you're firing blanks there. That's It feels like um, if you could have translated uh, this particular moment um, from a foreign language, uh, he's saying essentially what the guy with the sword was saying in Indiana Jones, where he like comes out and he starts swinging the sword around wildly, and he's very impressed with his sword skills. And then mm-hmm. Harrison Ford just pulls Shoots out a gun. Him. Like it, it feels that way. Yeah, it does. Because it's just like it's just sort of this yeah. 
like bullheaded rush in, into a brick wall. I, I don't, mm-hmm. And again, I, you know, I, I don't fault somebody for for vote. I don't care who. I don't. Why would I care who Sean Hannity votes for? And to be honest about it, if he were to be honest about this, he doesn't care who we vote for, or who we support, or who we criticize. He doesn't care about that at all. He cares about having an out plan, an exit plan. If Trump loses, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to build an exit ramp. And I, you know, I guess I understand that from a self preservation, uh, you know, uh, standpoint. But it's just dishonest. I mean, he obviously knows we can't affect enough of the electorate to swing the election to uh, to. He to has Donald said Trump. it himself. Yeah, he said it. He can't do it. As has Rush. And by the way, he has uh, you know a rough you know radio show wise. Roughly, we have we're on the same general platform. His show is mm-hmm. usually ranked as a number two show. We're usually the number three show. So he's actually a little bit larger there. But his TV audience is considerably larger uh, than what we have here at The Blaze. He's in 90 mm-hmm. million homes with Fox. Uh, you know, and, and while his ratings aren't mm-hmm. huge for Fox, they're still considerably larger than what we have at The Blaze. So, I mean, if anyone can influence this, it's him. I mean, I, you know, he's going right. to have a much bigger influence on this. And yeah. maybe that was reflected in the, in the uh, primary results. I mean, you got his guy, right? Yeah. So I, so I don't sit here and say that, like, I, I don't pin this on Sean Hannity if Donald Trump is elected and is a terrible president. This is, a, this is as the caller made the point to his face uh, or over the phone on a show, this is the fault of the voters. Mm-hmm. If they elect Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, they get to sit here and deal with the nonsense that those two will do, both of them. And I will say that at some level... Even more directly, it's their fault. It's Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump's fault of what they do to the country. Maybe Donald Trump will get elected and be brilliant. It's not going to be it's not going to be Sean Hannity's fault if he's a great president either. He doesn't get any credit for that. He doesn't get any blame for it if he's bad. It's just a if matter- he's elected and turns out to be great, I'd love to admit that we were wrong. Oh, I would I would, love yes, that. absolutely. That would be an incredible relief, and I'd love to admit we're wrong. I, oh, I hope be. that happens. And, and I, really I said, do. I've said this before. The one way that I, that Donald Trump can get my vote is to win with it, win without it in 2016, and earn it in 2020. Yeah, it's not impossible that he would be a great president. I mean, I I, I see no evidence of that. It's close, I, damn not, close to impossible. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I in my heart believe it's completely impossible. Yeah, but I am wrong, right? and we're all wrong sometimes. Uh, I think it was David Limbaugh, who is uh, obviously a conservative commentator, brother of Rush Limbaugh, been very uh, harsh on Donald Trump throughout this process, but is doing the same thing I think Mark Levin is doing, is saying, i got to suck it up and vote for this guy. Mm. Okay. But his answer, when he was getting criticism from people who were never Trump. How could you possibly vote for this guy? You yourself have said all these terrible things about him. And he responded to, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, if it turns out that I'm wrong, I will have made a mistake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we get, you know, Sean Hannity is freaking out every 10 seconds about this. Mm-hmm. If it turns out that he's a great president, I'll make a mistake. I will admit I have made a mistake and I will say, wow, this guy's been great. Yeah. I have no problem doing that. Meanwhile, Ted, uh, you know, Ted Cruz was much better than we initially thought he was going to be. Yeah. And Jeff Flake was worse. We've admitted both of those things. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. Uh, nine degree black belts in logic. Uh, the Pat and Stu show coming up. <laughs> Ninth degree. Uh, black belts. Huh. Really? Yeah, it's confirmed. It's confirmed? Confirmed. Oh. I've got my yellow belt. You, really? Yeah, so I don't have the white one anymore, but I got yeah, the yellow belt.
say they don't understand uh, you know, how some of these personalities are coming to these decisions and supporting the Trump policies. Uh, and then we had uh, Herb Nervler on the uh, or Herb Nervler on the air uh, earlier today. And we've decided to actually come up and graphically illustrate what the uh, Nervler curve is. Uh, here it is. Uh, the Nervler curve. Um, you see, uh, as government spending rises uh, and the use of the word families rise, you get closer and closer to success. Uh, and you see, uh, Herb Nerbler says you should go the conservative route of the red dotted line instead of the liberal route, which is totally wrong, uh, is the left curve uh, line. And mm-hmm. that is, I think, the real difference. Do you see this, uh, Pat, the, uh, the, yeah. uh, the, Her- the Nerbler curve? Yes. Do you believe in that that's a pro- Of course it is. Tell yeah. me that is not it's, essentially it's, it's what's exactly happening. exactly right. Right. You got to use the word families a lot, a lot, and you got to spend more, mm-hmm. and then you know that everyone. We eventually end up in the same spot, and that means success. There you <laughs> go. That's the uh, Nerbler curve. For you. I, I kind of expected an E at the end of Herb, but really? no. Yeah. No. Um, apparently not. Apparently not. A lot of people were thinking okay. it was Herb Nerbler, which no. Glenn has mentioned many times the name Herb Nerbler, but for some reason today it was Herb Nerbler. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Nerbler mm-hmm. curve. Uh, can we do this one quick uh, video of uh, Uber? Uh, they start to, today in Pittsburgh with self-driving cars. Did nice. they really? We are here. Did we they here. really? It has started. Okay. Um, one pulls up to your house. No driver. Do you get in and go? Absolutely. Uh, today, no, because that means it's not legal because they still have to have a driver inside. So they're testing it now. Um, but watch. Watch the video and check this out. This is an actual experience on Uber self-driving We're cars. in Uber's self-driving car. This is their pilot that they're starting in Pittsburgh. This is how the Uber car sees. It works with LiDAR, radar, and a suite of sensors to be able to detect objects, traffic light changes. Once you're in the Uber, it'll tell you if self-driving mode is on or not. And you hail it the same way you normally would. That's it. Let's give it a shot. You're not getting in that. It is really no. strange on, not no. being in control no. at all. I don't want to. It's pretty people. awesome. Oh, okay. We have a hill coming up and a traffic light. So let's see how it does. Okay, it's accelerating up the hill. Knows it's stuff. Green light right now. Oh, it's turning yellow. Oh boy. And. and- came to a full stop. That's actually something Tesla's autopilot cannot do. It cannot read red traffic lights. Oh, that's that's, wow. really, that's cool. really interesting. It is. It would make I, me nervous. They didn't show it turn, though. Did it turn by itself? I, I mean, I didn't see it in that video, but obviously, yes, right? <laughs> it just goes straight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's got a curve, right? But yes, it would So your house it. doesn't have to be in a direct straight line? No. What I thought I find it interesting too about this is Uber and Lyft, one of their big pushes to get into these communities and, and allow the local cities to uh, allow their product and not pass laws against it is to say, hey, we're employing all these new people. Um, it's wonderful. All these people get jobs and they when they get laid off, they can go work for 40 hours a week and get and still earn money. And then here they are introducing that the removal of those people already. Right. Uh, so that, right, I would be right. interested to see how lawmakers react to that. They're, they're already fighting, even when they try to say they're offering and providing jobs. The cities are already, right. you know, the cab unions are already fighting them. So and screw them. You know, them the local Alan Grayson in your community is going to say, they're already doing it yep. with the fake cars and the cars with no peoples. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to vomit on himself because he's wow. a local Alan Grayson. And that's yeah. what Alan Grayson would do. 
Of course, if you watch the Pat and Stu show every day, you know probably the number one thing you know about us is that we're big fans of Little Wayne. Um, uh, Tiny Wayne, we'd like to call him. Um, uh, Teeny Weenie Wayne. Um, Miniature Wayne. We always pronounce the T, though, uh, in Little. We always, yeah. say, we always call him Little Wayne. People will call him Little Wayne, and that's wrong. That's wrong. That's not right. People don't realize that. That's completely wrong. He hates that. Lil Wayne told us one time he didn't like to be called Lil. No, he likes, uh, my name is Little Wayne. He said, that sounds way too much like a uh, Tom Brokaw issue. There. <laughs> oh, Wayne. In Louisville, Kentucky, you know, I, oh, Wayne. And I will say, the first time he did that, we were surprised that his critique would be so detailed on Tom Brokaw. We, yeah. we, we just didn't yeah. expect it. Well, yeah. that's, but that's how we started getting a lot of respect for. And that's how he rolls, Little <laughs> Wayne. That is, that's how he rolls. So Mr. Wayne was asked um, about <laughs> racism in America. And I will say this. Uh, his response actually, the, you very few could have predicted his answer. His answer will shock you. Uh, it actually Shock did. answer. It kind of did. I Not say. shocking. Very, shock answer. Right, yeah. Um, I will say, usually those uh, internet headlines uh, do not Mm -hmm. produce the result you would expect. This one kind of does. Watch it and uh, check it out. Where are we in the United States of America in race relations and what what you see from day to day in your life? (sighs) Skip, they wouldn't want to ask me that. They wouldn't want my answer to represent it because God knows I have been nothing but blessed. My whole path, my, these 33 years mm. have been nothing but a yeah. blessing. I have, I have never, and I'm, never is a strong word, I've never dealt with racism, and I'm glad I didn't have to. Wow. And I don't know if it's because of my blessings, I don't know if it's, but it's, it, it is my reality. So I have a, I have to say, I, not only did I thought it was over, I still believe it's over, but obviously it isn't. So you've never experienced any offensive behavior from any other color or... No, sir. <laughs> I mean, that's that an incredible moment. Awesome! That's an incredible moment of television. And an honest one, because that has to be hard in this... And, you know, Skip's obviously trying to get him to... Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been, I've, I've been treated horribly in America, and America is worse off than it was in 1803. And, you know, that's what he wants to hear. Look at his right. face. And, Look at Skip's yeah, face right there. Yeah, he can't believe it. And, and with Black Lives Matter and all that's going on, that's a, that is a brave answer. And also, I think, uh, wow. accurate in that he's, he's admitting, obviously, racism still exists. Yeah. He, but, sure. I mean, to take a stance... He's never experienced I, it. He, I, it's not something I've dealt with, which is I love inc- that. incredible. I love right? that. I am now a Lil Wayne fan. And I would say, first of all, not now, you've been a Lil Wayne fan well, for a forever, long time. Well, forever, but I mean, even um, you're a Lil Wayne, Lil, yeah. Lil Wayne fan. But I will say this, too. It's like... Um, it's weird that birthmark he was born with the 17 on his cheek. Yeah, but that's true. But it's a strange that's why part birthmark. of the reason I like him. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say that <laughs> I have to imagine, and I don't know this for a fact. I've not, uh, I, you know, I've not checked their coverage today. But I would assume the left is accusing him of lying. Not bad, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, you you actually have. And why would you lie about that? Why would you? I, I, why would you say that? The easiest thing in the world is for a rapper to come out and say he's a victim of racism. Just right? ignore him. He's just another one that they'll just ignore. Didn't, you just, yeah, just you pretend think? like it never happened. Yeah, because you don't want to draw attention to that. Right. No, I mean, I guess you could you could make the argument, you know, here, uh, Little Wayne, 
um, is a very successful uh, person. Uh, he's had a lot of. He makes a lot of money. He might, uh, you know, he maybe he because he makes so much money for so many people. Maybe he hasn't dealt with that. But of course, he wasn't always well, that. Yeah, right. He, he was a kid. Right. You know, he grew up. Uh, you know, and he, he said he's never witnessed it. Maybe he's never been around a white person. That's Is true. that possible? He's that never until just then with Skip. He's never met a white person. Before. Well, this happens to me a lot. Like I'll meet someone and they'll say, "You know, you talk about Jeffy all the time, and you say how terrible he is." And I say, uh, "Well, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I try to speak the truth." And they say, uh, "Well, I've never had a negative uh, interaction with Jeffy." Mm-hmm. And I say, "Then you've never met Jeffy, right? Just like maybe Little right. Wayne has never met Little a white Wayne's person. Little Wayne's never met a white person. That's that's where I'm going with that. He's never met a white person. I mean, look, there are serious." Issues oh. with racial relations in our country, for sure. Oh no, there he is with a white. Was that a white person? There you go. Uh, um, n- no, somebody. That's a that's a black person in white face. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so. so, I mean, is there a uh, a, a very <laughs> possible um, uh, you know um, situation you know where he has gone through his entire life without racism? I mean, I think it's very possible. Well, what, what, what would be the what would be the argument? Because you know, you hear a lot of this. Um, and, and Colin Kaepernick, who's an idiot, by the way, I, I mean, just an idiot, uh, went on this long rant on, I think it was Facebook or something, you know, and he did the typical thing that they always do. And we've called them out on so many times, which is, um, you know, look, uh, I, I, I understand I mean, whatever its point is. And, uh, but I can I stand by when I see things like uh, uh I don't know. I can't remember the names of you. It was Trayvon. Chris. It was Chris. Uh, Chris uh, Eric Gardner, which is the one we've yes. very clearly agreed with. It looked, yes. I don't know that it had anything to do with racism, but it did look like it was unjust. Yes. Um, Eric <clears throat> Gardner and uh, Michael Brown and no. Trayvon Martin. No. And the list goes on. <laughs> it's like well. You name two out of the on, three that were not right. an issue. And I don't know if he used those exact names. There's a couple of other ones. Uh, you know, big, all big cases. And I don't remember uh, which, you know. There are examples of murders. Yeah. Um, uh, and I also, you know, you use the word murders when a police officer breaks the law and does something wrong, particularly if it's well, based on race. Was it, it was South Carolina? It was, it was Charleston, I think, where the cop shot the guy who was running from him in the back several times. And again, him. and was charged with murder, right. by the way. Charged um, with murder. And again, we could go through all the stats about how uh, white people... People get shot more often than black people by police officers. Right. Um, but like to, the issue here is not it, like he, he used like here's four names and the list goes on. And two of the names you might not even be able to say are legitimate, you know, cases of of, of actual uh, wrongdoing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Brown is not an issue of legitimate wrongdoing. Um, and you might disagree with that, I guess, you know, but I mean, you know, the investigation said what the investigation said. Beyond all of this, um, it's if you can't go through and base something on statistics and large scale societal measures. And what you can do is instead give me four hashtags with names after it, half of which are questionable. And then say the list goes on as if there's this endless list. Mm -hmm. You don't have anything. Right. Okay. what you have are some individual incidents that are bad. Perhaps in, in some of these cases, I mean, they're all bad, but I mean, you know, some of them were bad on the case of the person who was killed. Um, as we said, you know, the, the overwhelming majority of people who were shot by police are pointing guns at police at the time they're shot. I, I can't depend you on that one. If you're pointing a gun at a cop, you're going to get shot. That's going to happen every time, whether you're white or you're black. 
Uh, one of the, uh, the uh, Shannon, I think it was Shannon Sharp, Sterling, Shannon Sharp. Which one's the one that's on TV all the time? Shannon or Sterling? Shannon. 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 So Shannon, I think it was Shannon Sharp on one of these shows like this ESPN Well, he's show. got his news show with Skip now, right? So it may yeah. have been that show. And he goes, when I see, this is, I, I, and again, I, I didn't get all the details. Oh, are you going to ruin Shannon Sharp? Oh, though? absolutely. When I see uh, a, a, a white man who murders another person and starts eating the face of the other person. What? And the police show up and everyone just stands around for 20 minutes and nothing happens. Yet I see, fill in whatever case he was using, I don't remember which one it was. It was someone who just got shot. I think it, was, it might have been Eric Gardner, which is, again, a legitimate case. Yeah. Um, who's just selling CDs and he gets shot. Hi, cow, can I ignore that? First of all, you don't freaking ignore it, right? It the, no, you charge, you, you know, you, I don't remember if it was Eric Garner or not. The selling, no. That, that's the latest. That's in the New Orleans or the, or not the Baton Rouge. He was Rouge. cigarettes, right? The first guy was, Garner. Eric Garner was cigarettes. Right. Yes, Garner but was that cigarettes. was in New York. Yes. This latest one that they the keep saying, the guy just was shot for selling CDs. No, he wasn't. Look into it, will you please? There was all kinds of things. He was armed. He was threatening the cop. I mean, there was all Look up these stories, both the Milwaukee and the Baton Rouge. Look to be totally righteous shootings. Both from of them the were selling CDs in both those cities. No, but the, the, no, but one of them was selling CDs. I forget which is which, <laughs> but they were both looks like legitimate uh Cop shootings. I mean, the, the cops didn't do Why anything wrong. Why is it legit? Wrong. Because they're black? <laughs> no, because the cops' lives were in danger. Oh, okay. And, uh, and the guys were in the middle of committing criminal acts. I mean, it's unbelievable that these people make this out. It's, it's like the Trayvon. Trayvon! Martin just went out to get some Starburst fruit shoes. Uh, Skittles, I believe. Mean, uh, some Skittles or Starburst fruit yes. shoes or some sort of fruit chew. <laughs> he wanted something that was and chewy. Yeah, he wanted... tasted like fruit, but was not fruit. Right, and you notice he, he, went, he didn't get something salty. No. He wasn't even getting a salty thing. Did he buy bugles? No. 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 He was getting something fruit chewy, and he paid for it with his life. No, that's not what, what he paid for with his life over was bashing the guy's head into the cement. <laughs> and breaking his nose. And breaking his nose, so the guy thought he was maybe going to die, and he shot him. It's a different story. It had nothing story. to do with yeah. the Starburst fruit chews I mean, or the did. Skittles. But they did. Trayvon's mom was there at the Democratic convention, right, yeah. with the mothers for the Black Lives Matter. I mean, the other lady then talked about her it. son getting shot for just playing music in a parking lot. Which, yes. I mean... Just playing music in a parking lot. Right. That's all it yeah, was. I mean, Just playing music. And so when you, That's this is what the level of this debate is. Right. Um, a, 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 an athlete goes on a rant Dang and says, it, here's three examples that are either bad mm-hmm. or questionable yeah, or justified. Right. Uh, and here's a list of four or five of them. I'll say the list goes on so you can fill in the blank of <laughs> yes. thousands of other murders that didn't occur. <laughs> um, except, I will in ignore, Chicago, except in Chicago, where legitimately right. three no one cares. thousand people have been shot this year. Three nine eleven. I mean, they're not all dead. Thousand. So, yeah, not all of them have died, dead. but six hundred or six or seven hundred are dead already. The year's not even over, but three thousand, almost all of them are black, have been shot this year. And they don't give a rat's ass. And about like, that. Uh, 
Surely, if you asked Colin Kaepernick uh, to say, do you have any problem with thousands of people being shot in, in Chicago, hundreds of people dead? He would say yes. Um, and he would say, but I also have a problem with police officers shooting. Uh, there's been eight of those. There's been, right. and, and maybe two of them were bad. Right. And so the issue here is, why is your focus... Mm. It's the same issue I have with Gary Johnson. Why is your focus always on pot yeah. instead of freaking cutting taxes? I right. get that pot might be your issue, but right. why, why can't you ever talk about that? So why isn't your focus on something that, A, you could probably make a real difference on? Yeah. If you, you know, a, a black athlete going to a black community and talking to other black people and, and, that are young and saying, hey, look, you've got to mm-hmm. stop this lifestyle. You know, Ray Lewis has done this. And uh, here's a guy who's had major trouble with police. I don't know if you remember this, but he's gone to this and he's talking. And there's a place you can actually make a difference to sit here on your knee as you're making eight million dollars and acting oppressed is such a bullcrap controversy. It's such a Mm -hmm. B.S. stance. You have no idea of the fact you have no statistics to back it up. It's just here are three or four inflammatory cases, some of which aren't even bad. Yeah. That it's it's pathetic, and it's not, yeah, and I, you know, um, I mean, we're talking over 90% uh, is the number of cases where uh, people are shot by police, and they are armed and or pointing, um, or are attacking police in other ways, like they might be punching them in the face and then get shot yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, many of these are caught on video, and what they found with police... Um, this uh, is a fascinating study. Police videos, yeah, I think it is, and I, it does kind of, I think, point to what we talked about, because I've always said, my thought has always been, police cameras... Hell yeah, police cameras, because I guarantee this will this will do the opposite of what Al Sharpton thinks it will. It will it will uh, exonerate more officers than it will catch. And you know what? It, the ones it catches, I'm glad it catches it. So I'm kind of fine with it. Mm-hmm. Sadly, what totally we're finding is that what happens when police are wearing cameras, they are more likely to shoot people because they believe they actually have evidence to prove that they were innocent. Um, and while uh, that's great for the officers, and I'm glad that they have that evidence, mm-hmm. you know, is it? Do you want to implement a new policy that's going to result in more shootings? Now, the number, the, the, stan- the stances, uh, we don't know for sure. The stats aren't, I would say, developed enough to prove this point without a shadow of a doubt. But the indications from the early research shows that it looks like cops will be more likely to use their weapons because they don't well, have that thing sense. in the back of their head. It makes sense. It does. It does. Because makes sense. they're not yeah. horrible people doing this. Right. They're not awful racists going around looking to shoot white, uh, black people. And Michael Brown is a good example of this, Pat. Michael Brown was walking with another black person. If, if the cop wanted to take out black people, why wouldn't he shoot both of them? <laughs> why wouldn't he shoot his friend, too? Why wouldn't he run them over with his car? Mm-hmm. Why would he just shoot the one that I don't know was attacking him, according to multiple witnesses? Why wouldn't he chase the innocent black guy walking down the street? Why wouldn't he do that? Yeah, he would have wanted them all dead. He would want as many dead as possible. In fact, he was sitting in the middle of an area with dozens of black people around him. Could Why did he start all. shooting them? He didn't start Could've shooting them all. because that's not what he was doing. He was trying to defend himself against a man who was much larger than him, yeah. who had just committed a robbery and was physically assaulting him. That's oh why. Gosh. Oh, so you're saying all blacks are burglars now. That's not oh, what I said at all. Burglars. And you know Hands up, don't well, shoot, Stu, is all I'm saying. Up, well, okay. It might be what you're saying. Okay. It's not what he said. <laughs> I know. I love that. All of these things, all of these Black Lives Matter and the hands up, don't shoot movement, both started by bogus incidents. I mean, it's just unbelievable. 
It's unbelievable. It is. I will say, too, uh, it's possible with, <sighs> with our friend Little Wayne. Uh, that uh, it's not necessarily he's never been a victim of racism. He's just so relaxed he's never noticed it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. He is pretty chill, isn't he's he? He's pretty chill, pretty man. Chill. I don't know if anything could bother Little Wayne. You know, if you'd like to be chill. Little Wayne. Uh, come what may, you could be pretty chill, too, uh, and relaxed if you're prepared for whatever situation arises. It's a good point, actually, because Glenn brought this up a long time ago um, about it's not just about having food uh, for to be prepared. It's about a peace of mind. It's about yeah. knowing that if something bad does happen, you're all you're set okay. for it. Yeah. And right now, for my Patriot Supply, you can get a four-week emergency food supply for $99. Food mm. lasts up to 25 years. And even a year after it's been opened, it continues to last. Yeah, I mean, you're talking less than four bucks a day. For I mean, and that's, that's not really the one. Good math, that's, too, by the way. That was very impressive. Thank you. It was very impressive. Stuber gear, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking not just one meal, by the way. You're talking three meals uh, per day. So, right. I mean, this is a lot. It's, look, it's a lot of food. Uh, and uh, it'll get you through a month. Or it'll get, uh, you know, I think this, uh, the, the, one of the ways I look at the four-week the four package is if you had a family of four, mm-hmm. it'll get you through a week. And, that, again, a week is enough to get you through a lot of natural disasters before Definitely. things start picking up. Uh, you know, if you have a family, I mean, this is a good place to start. One week of food for everybody in your family, uh, that's a lot. It's yeah. going to get you through a lot of uh, the uh, potential issues that you've faced. Oh, I look at it this way. It would get Jeffy through one show. One show of food one for show Jeffy. That's a lot food. of food. That's a three-hour period of time. only 99 bucks. Right? Yeah, it's amazing, Jeffy. 888-411-5290. Limit two per caller, but go online at preparewiththeblaze.com, or you can call 888-411-5290. Oh, golly. Oh, they're right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, AAA-727-BECK is the number. Um, we are, uh, this is an interesting story. Um, I have not seen this yet, um, but, but we were talking about uh, violence with police officers and uh, the evils of guns. Yeah. I, you know, Pat, if gu- mm-hmm. guns kill um, oh, more people they murder. every year yeah, than they... natural causes. People don't realize that. Uh, uh, and heart disease and smoking uh, c- combined. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, except, I will say this. Except no. Well, that's not true. If, None of well, there. Are, you know, you, you can manipulate the stats if you want. And obviously, you can do that. <laughs> I can manipulate uh, the stats. You know, varicose veins kill more people than guns. So you're not making fun of varicose veins, are you? No, I wouldn't. Okay. Never. No, I, I'm sure you're, you're not. Uh, my 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 point here, Pat, and obviously you're lying. Um, but um, white police officers, yes, uh, kill more black people than there are black people. No, you don't realize that. I, I, no, you don't realize you that. You kill more, pe- more black people every year than there are black people that are, that are alive. How would that make any sense? Uh, dive into the numbers. I'll show you uh, if you okay. want to get into it. And if you're not, right. you know what? Uh, I, I don't know if you. I don't know if you really want to take me on because I'm a green belt. Yeah. Oh, no. Now I don't. Okay. Are you a green uh, belt? I'm a green belt. Wow. I'm a green belt in, in Taekwondo. Thai. Chi. Chi. I am a. Thai your shoes. I'm a green belt in Pad Thai. Pad Thai. <laughs> and Pad Thai yes. is a delicious thailand food if you don't know food then you're not thai. a green belt are you no you're not okay no you're not so i think i shut you down but so uh <laughs> and we're about to shut you down with this as well you and your gun loving uh you know uh you're finally there's a movie culture. out about it finally no one somebody has the bravery speak out against mm-hmm. guns no one will Nobody. take a stand in the media 
against these evil Nobody. weapons you know of why? death. The NRA. The NRA. Yeah, the NRA. NRA. NRA That's always stops why. them. That's it, why. You know, NRA is the shut one. everything down. Yep, it's true. NRA is the one that makes uh, all these congressmen mm-hmm. and senators vote against uh, mm-hmm. uh, these gun laws. And I will say this, the, uh, just like we are the ones that make people not vote for Donald Trump. Right. That, it's, it's, it's our right. responsibility. We own it, just like the NRA owns it. And we're owning it um, right and now. We're going to own it right now. Here is a, a new trailer for a movie. It's called Miss Sloan. Wonderful. Well, You've not seen this yet? Lobbying is about foresight. But anticipating your opponent's moves. She's your enemy now. And devising countermeasures. How the hell does she manage that? You're a piece of work, Elizabeth. I was hired to win. I use whatever resource I have. You want to lead the fight on gun control. John Madden. There's over five million of us, and we're on. Surprised he doesn't. Start an inquisition. <laughs> they will throw you in jail for contempt of Congress. The winner plots one step ahead of the opposition. We have to make it personal. You know the word annihilate. It means reduced to nothing. This is more important than my career. It's mind-boggling. You crossed the line. Genius. Bugging and Completely unbelievable. It's about making sure you surprise them. Mm-hmm. And they don't surprise you. Right. Miss Wow. Wow. Powerful. They don't really tell you Powerful about look. About, and it doesn't really say based on a true story, but you know that's a true story about the NRA. Oh, yeah. They and how they, they'll wiretap you. They'll kill you. They'll tell you they're going to annihilate you. I have seen the head of the NRA do that on so many occasions. I've seen uh, it. Oh, yeah. I've seen it with my own eyes. Oh, yeah. Did you know the NRA kills more white people than there are white people? I didn't know that, but I believe Every it. Every day I believe you it. die from the MR, NRA. Holy cow. Um, I will say this. Uh, it's interesting to see uh, this movie, which, okay, let's say she's an operative. Uh, um, uh, it's very little you get from that trailer. But mm-hmm. she's an operative or um, a, you know, uh, activist. Uh, activist against guns, right? Yeah. Look how that's portrayed uh, in that movie. One of my favorite movies, and, well, it's a great movie, but one of my favorite books of all time is uh, is Thank You for Smoking, um, which came out, I don't know, several years ago. Um, it was not a big hit, but it's a great it's a great book and a, a great movie, too. It's pretty well done as a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about uh, the the activists, the, it's spokespeople, more technically, for uh, alcohol, tobacco, firearms. And, of course, in that movie, they're portrayed as... You know, uh, soulless, cold, uh, calculating. Mm-hmm. Now, again, it's the other side of this movie, right? Except it's four guns. And those people are like, we don't care about anybody living. We just need to justify our arguments no matter what. And it's still a great movie, even though it's obviously tilted against some of the things that I, I enjoy quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. It's interesting to see how Hollywood does that. And that's how they do it, right? Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a very similar story in, in some ways, it seems. But when it's for people who are, uh, God forbid, tobacco, it's terrible. They're all terrible people, and they're soulless, even when they win. Because mm-hmm. you're kind of rooting for the bad guy in that movie. Um, uh, but here, it's like, oh, well, thank God. There's someone out there fighting against these Yeah, like, she's alone. Enemies. She's alone. All right. Like, the president of the United States isn't with her. Right. And Hillary Clinton is not with her. <laughs> right, right. It's just pathetic. 
another another group of pathetic people are, are these abortion activists who glorify it. They, it's it's no longer just this. Let's make it safe, legal, and rare yep. uh, thing. It's Screw not that theme rare. anymore. They're they're throwing that caution to the wind. Mm-hmm. And they're just saying, let's go for it. Let's have abortions 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even if you don't need one, have one. Yep. I mean, it's it's really weird now. And everybody who's had an abortion has had the most wonderful experience with it. Like uh, Naya Rivera, who apparently was on Glee. I no idea. Are you familiar with her at nope. all? Um, she is revealing now. How her understanding, understanding, wonderful. Now husband Ryan Dorsey melted her heart with kindness after she aborted his baby. It's <laughs> a look at that. I, I share in the book that, you know, when I had made mm-hmm. that decision, I, I made it by myself. And uh, as I feel like, you know, is the case for a lot of women. The real? And I did not share it with Ryan at the time. Good and for you. by the time we sort of reconnected and I was like, gosh, there's a reason why you keep coming back in my life and we keep coming back together. And I was like, yeah. I have to tell you something. You know, I, I put in the book like verbatim what he said, and I think it was so the beautiful. kindest and oh, best thing say? that any man could have ever said in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, and yeah. uh, it just made me love him that much more. So I think. Yeah. Oh, yay! 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 Like, what a man! What a when we heard that reaction. For those who haven't, and you're not spoiling it, but no. what did he say? What did he say? He you are said, uh, you know, in the short time that yeah. we dated, uh-huh. I right. wish that. I could have done something to make you feel like you could have trusted me with that information oh. because I would have loved to have been there with you. Oh. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I would love to have driven so you to the abortion. So I would have loved to have taken you to the abortion clinic. I would have loved to have aborted that kid myself. Oh. That's so beautiful. <laughs> that's rough. Oh, man. that's heartwarming, Naya. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Who was, thank what you. That's so that? beautiful. Her now husband, Ryan Dorsey. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, so, gosh. Nice I wish thing. you could have trusted me to take you to kill our, our kid. That's so beautiful. And I'm so glad that so wonderful beautiful. child is not here today to celebrate right? with us. Right? Uh, because so, what a nuisance well, that yeah, uh, person kids, would be. You know what I'm saying? She wanted uh, to concentrate on her career, and damn it, I think she should be able to. I mean, think about it. You would have had to probably get a sitter for this appearance. Oh, my God. You can't do that. That's no. stupid, Stu. No, thank Have you, you ever been able to obtain a babysitter? Ever? Uh, you know, I, it's funny. I had an incident this week uh-huh. in which I was go, uh, my wife was going out to a concert, and a friend of mine was in town. Yeah. And Did uh, you kill your children because you couldn't find anybody? No. You oh, know what? I was what? able to uh, to bring in a sitter. And, and, and What? Wait, what? It happened this week. It happens in America. And Is so, that a Texas thing, where no. only in Texas you can get a... Because maybe she doesn't live. Well, I will she say, obviously lives could, in Hollywood. It might be a white thing. You know, oh, okay. uh, it could be a right. white thing. There you go. With all the racism there you and go. the racist racistry. There you go. Um, and I noticed there were no white people on that uh, panel right there. Right, on, which on is the not real. racist, by the way. That's not racist. There's a lot of diversity. Definitely not racist. They had black and they had Asian. And what more do you need? Not racist. No, that's not racist. Okay. I'm glad you're <laughs> yeah. understanding. Oh, she did I'm... figure it out, though. I'm reading a story here mm-hmm. about another, st- where she's tied into another story. Mm-hmm. And in the story, it talks about uh, her son's nanny. She now has a child. Oh, good. And she has a nanny to take care of it. So she figured it out. Well, wait. Oh, wow. that's, well, that's lucky. Huh. 
She figured that's it out. That's weird. She, that's lucky, obviously. I mean, she would have never been able to figure that out. She a must be years the earlier. only living human being who's been able to obtain a nanny or a babysitter of some sort or mm. somebody to help her out that's with that's her career and the child. Mm. Usually say- you just have to kill them. <laughs> Usually you just have to kill the children so you don't have to be bothered. Well, this, you this, know what I mean? this child now so. I don't think is even a year old, so it's possible they could still... Oh, okay. you know, well, you can abort them up to the, yeah. what are you? Absolutely. How old are you? Or what trimester are you in, Jeffy? I don't remember the last time Usually I figured it out. Usually, up you to the 943rd <laughs> trimester, I think <laughs> you can <laughs> abort, Jeffy. Um, so. I'll say this. There's, there's been great love stories throughout our history. Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> The Notebook, and of course now, this lady and the guy she aborted the kid with. <laughs> Um, I can't wait to see the movie because it's, it's going to be, be tear-jerking. By the way, it's not the only controversial thing that's happening on TV shows right now. Uh, another huge thing that's going on we have not discussed yet is the uh, ongoing controversy in which Jeffy has still not bought uh, the uh, lunches in to pay oh, off I the brought bet. them in for you today. They're in my car, actually. I just didn't bring them in the building. In your car? So, your car? It, it's yeah, I left a thousand them. degrees out no, there. I left the car running. The AC's out. Oh, uh-huh. No, you didn't. Yeah, it's running out there in the... No, you didn't. The AC's on. No, you didn't. Your car does not have air conditioning. I've seen it. There's no Actually, way my car, my actual car does it, but that's another story. I'm not paying them to fix my air So when do we get our food? You're supposed to pay Whatever off your bag. You lost somebody the football to go out there and get it. Someone else has to yes, get it? I, How about you go get it? It's too hot. I'm not going to walk out there and get it. You didn't bring it, did you? It's in the back of the car. I sure did. Yes, I, yes I did. Obviously, you didn't. You're not going to get it. Obviously, you didn't. Go get it now and prove, prove it. I yeah. walk out there, then I'm going to get all sweaty. You're already all sweaty. <laughs> There's never a time you're not all sweaty. That is not an excuse for you. All right, I'll go get it. Go right. ahead. Late seven minutes in the back. Maybe we'll show some. I doubt it. Some honor. I think he's lying. I mean, we're not going to see the honor. He's of a black belt in lying. Right. We're not going to see the honor of the guy who showed up and said, "I wish I was at that abortion with you." We're never going to see right. that type of honor. No, on not that. I mean, I that type is so rare. So sweet. So beautiful. So sweet. I gotta get a so card. Beautiful. I gotta get a, a card for my wife. I wish up. I was at an abortion with you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> So, a little backstory here before we get to the uh, the issue at hand in this particular segment. Um, there was a uh, a boat uh, that was going to be named by people on the internet. Uh, you vote for whatever you want, mm-hmm. and if you remember, the result of that was somebody called uh, the boat being named Bodie McBoatface. Now that I don't think they actually named it Bodie McBoatface, but that's actually what won the contest. Did they, they didn't come back to name it eventually Bodie McBoatface. I don't think so. They, they pulled the plug, and said, "No, that would that would be silly." That. Right. So th- there's that, and that was an internet uh, firestorm. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you had uh, Harambe, who was shot uh, and killed and murdered, murdered brutally. Uh, did you know that guns kill more uh, apes every uh, twelve uh, seconds? Gorillas. Oh, gorillas, whatever it was. Is that was that what Harambe was? Uh, it's an animal, and who cares about animals? <laughs> Come on. Uh, so anyway, anyway, so uh, uh, Harambe was killed. Right? Oh no. Yeah. Very Why? Sad. Why very was sad. Harambe uh, slaughtered? Just tossing around a toddler. 
Oh, just that's for right. I remember that. Oh, okay. my gosh. Yeah. Is that all? That's it. Is that all? And that started out as a seemingly a real reaction from, like, nutjob liberals saying, how dare you take out this wonderful gorilla that was just assaulting a kid and didn't know it was assaulting a kid. Mm-hmm. It was just playing with it. Yeah, well, the kid, the kid's ribs don't, don't care about that. So that became initial. There was an outrage. And then it became a meme, right? So it became now Harambe's running for president and he's doing everything else. He's in every. <laughs> so the combination of these two ridiculous Internet firestorms related to the, came to this story, which everyone immediately uh, believed. And then it, w- it actually turned out to be false uh, because the, the report was a Chinese zoo named a baby gorilla Harambe McHarambe face. <laughs> Now, but they didn't. Uh, they did not. Apparently, oh, um, no. there's okay. just a, a parody site that wrote this. Seventy-three thousand uh, retweets on uh, on Harambe McHarambe face, but uh, apparently not. Act- it did not actually occur. Dang it! Uh, it's big. That would have been fun. Uh, yeah. So sad. Okay. Um, let's also do. Uh, we promised you this yesterday. Uh, the illustrated uh, map of America's worst utopias, or you might say Europe. best, or you might say the best utopias. That uh, America's ever produced. Yes. Like the best one we've produced, um, called Home. It was called Home. Oh, yeah. Pierce County, Washington. There it is right there. Um, The Pacific West was riddled with uh, a lot of communitarian settlements in the 19th century with names like Freeland and Equality. But Home was apparently the most remembered of these. On February 1896, three anarchists seeking individualistic freedom, roamed to a quiet, small inlet 10 miles across from the uh, Puget Sound, from uh, across from Tacoma. Uh, here is where they established the home colony. The leaders, George Allen, L.F. O'Dell, and Oliver Verity, had previously been members of the failed commune Glenis. Uh, they collected the last remaining dollars, and they went to this place called home. Uh, so it started off just as a quaint little community, uh, growing to about 90 residents in by 1901. There was a little store. Uh, believers had private homes on least two-acre plots of land and a small newspaper. In its later years, over 200 called home th- their home. Uh, the free-spirited philosophy attracted radical celebrities, free thinkers, anarchists, communists, food fatists, fattists. Uh, fat- Jeffy's a food fattist. fattist. He is a fattist. Um... <laughs> Radical feminists, free lovers, cross-dressers, nudists. It's just a fun place. Yeah, sounds, sounds you great. You know, people who just didn't fit in with mainstream society. But uh, people started gossiping about these wonderful people. Oh, no. Talking about horrible sex orgies that were going uh, on there. They called them horrible sex orgies? Yes, they did. That's what they called them? Yes, they did, fattest. Jeffy, I would you say that. that there is a, such a thing as a horrible no, sex orgy? No, that's why I'm doubting what's being told right now for Bad Gray. <laughs> Okay, but they were left mostly alone until 1911. Um, then there was the great nude bathing case. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, Jeffy, you're supposed to bathe. <laughs> I will say you had to be there, right, Jeffy? This is uh, the story <laughs> happened in 1919, case. and it was called the nude bathing case. You had to be there. I, I will say though, like it was yesterday. <laughs> this is kind of weird, and I don't see how in America this could happen. The local authorities received a complaint about male and female anarchists bathing nude together. Well. You know, in this community, separated from everybody else, who cares, really? Um, But uh, they went in, and apparently male and female anarchists were bathing nude together, and they were arrested, about half a dozen of them. And then they were put on trial. 
and it became a big front page story. Uh, somebody wrote an uh, editorial titled The Nude and the Prudes, and that landed him in jail. Look at that. How do you go to jail for an editorial in the newspaper? Mm. How's that possible? You'll that be learning. Is, come 2017, you'll soon. be learning about it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, and the same kind of you know progressive mentality mm-hmm. was uh, sweeping the land back then, too. Mm. So uh, th- this sparked a free speech debate. Home eventually broke apart when World War I hit and uh, anarchism. Uh, faded. Now we also have uh, Octagon City. Now, if you look at this map again, um, I find this to be kind of an interesting development. Usually, what they'll do is they'll kind of give us, uh, you know, uh, hey, uh, there's you know what six examples there. We'll give you a couple, kind of the interesting ones. Somehow they gave us Octagon City and not the one whose symbol is a taco. <laughs> I'm much more interested in the one that has a taco symbol. Yeah, than in, I am about Octagon City. Uh, in the Dells, Oregon. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but really weird. We may never know what that is unless we go to the website Atlas Obscure and check it out. Uh, but or Octagon City um, certainly uh, kind of futuristic sounding. Um, it was a journalist, uh, entrepreneur, and vegetarian Henry Club who created the octagonal uh, haven so that people could uh, live in anti-slavery and vegetarianism uh, lifestyle. Surprisingly. I support both of those positions. Yes, the me taco, too. The taco oh, you're, logo well, is not, not you're good. Mostly right, not, most, not mostly completely. vegetarian. Not completely. The taco logo is not good. The taco logo is, is not, not good. good. It's, in the, it's from the 1980s, 81 to 87. Okay, hold on. Hold on to that. Let me finish this one first, okay. and then you've got to do this one. Because um, this was 1856 and 57. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Uh, about five years before the Civil War, uh, they decided to, 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 to do this with the whole, um, uh, obviously, it was a big anti-slavery thing. Um, uh, and uh, and it was inspired by that. Um, they advertised the utopia to be rich with water power, timber, coal, mineral resources, scenic prairie hills, and pure springs. Some ads even stated the two full crops of corn what could be produced within a year. About 100 people were sold to go to Octagon City, um, and vegetarian blacksmiths, farmers, carpenters, and other immigrants came to the utopia. When they arrived, however, they were met with disappointment, as many vegetarians often are. Uh, the uh, structures uh, that were had been described in the ads, eh, they hadn't been, like, built or anything. Oh, they, I mean... What, it, they thought they were already built? Yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, that's, wow. Yeah, come on, don't be crazy. Wow. Uh, they faced really rough conditions by, you know, the next year. It was only a few months, really, and uh, only four original settler, settlers uh, remained. <laughs> so, uh, what's that taco town like, Jeffy? <laughs> Uh, taco logo is uh, Ranishpuram. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, people. <laughs> Octodad. <laughs> <laughs> we also missed. We should. We should uh, say we we missed Fatty McFatface, which was also behind you when we were talking about that story. <laughs> That's the... I'd be ashamed to miss that. Yeah, sorry, yeah, you, don't, yeah. you don't want to just leave that alone. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. No, glad you for understand. sure. No, oh my God. Glad you understand. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Um, for six years, the spiritual Ranishpuram utopia plotted extravagant schemes to take over towns and invade local governments, launching the first and largest bioterrorism attack in the United oh, States. Oh, I do know about these guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, this is the only bioterrorism. They sprinkled um, uh, biohazard on a salad bar, if yeah. I remember right. Right? What? He had, a, yeah. he had thousands really? of followers in India. He was, he was known as the sex guru. In the in the Dallas, Oregon, they had some sort of bio 
thing happened? Yeah, because it was the same thing. At it, restaurants? It was talked about a lot uh, during hmm. the, um, uh, what was the attack that came right after 9-11? The, uh, the, in the envelopes, oh, yeah, the, the powder, the, oh, yeah. uh, anthrax. Yeah, yeah. When the anthrax stuff was going around, around right. people pointed to uh, to this as the it really the only precedent yeah. kind of for it. So yeah. what did they do? They sprinkled it. They uh, came up, uh, see, poisoned the restaurant salad bars in the area with salmonella to prevent locals from voting against them. So they, they created their own liquid mixture of salmonella, carried it around in bags, labeled it salsa, and contaminated whatever they could. Did they wow. kill anybody with that? So they wanted to make them sick so they couldn't uh, vote against 751 them. fell ill. Right. 45 were hospitalized. No one was killed. Wow. And they, I guess, weren't wow. technically trying to kill anyone, but they were trying to stop people from going to the from polls. Voting against them, yeah. God, How weird is that? Over the government. that is really bizarre. Uh, yeah, because there's, mm. there's another um, uh, terrorist sect in Japan that was also an interesting case, and I can't remember the name of it now, but they uh, did the, ser- the, I think it was sarin gas. Remember they went in there with, with, uh, with, uh, um, uh, uh, garbage bags filled with, I think it was sarin, and went into the subways and mm. popped them, and I think killed people, um, if I remember oh. right. It was a legitimate, like, big deal at yeah. the time, and it was like kind of like a cult type of thing like this, um, and then it pretty much faded away after that. Um, it was sarin. It, it was, was sarin, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a, it was pretty serious. Uh, every once in a while, one of these weird groups like this really takes a step, and, and, yeah. and they become scary, and it's, it's, it's separating them from the you know Westboro Baptist churches of the world. Like, they're crazy and are in your face all the time, but they haven't actually killed anyone. They're not as crazy as those. They people. killed 13. The Sarin bags, they yeah, killed Sarin 13 was, people. So yeah, when was that? Sick. What year was that? Like, a little over 20 years ago? Yeah, I thought it was, you know, somewhat modern times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, they're not as crazy as those Mormons, though, are they? Oh, no. Oh, my okay, gosh. Nobody could be yeah, that crazy. Don't, I didn't even oh go, get down I mean, to the bottom of this. Uh, yeah, you don't want to. Think, think about the this. Atlas story. Yeah. None of that. Mitt Romney could have been running this country right now. Oh, my gosh. He's one Mitt. <laughs> he, he rates on the scale as one Mitt. <laughs> More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. Had to be around for a while to get that particular Hey, job. by the way, just so you know, I, uh, my car was... Your car was stolen. I'm in the process of reporting. Did you really forget the food again? I'm in the process of reporting it to uh, Irving. You were such a dude. I got my keys. The car was stolen. I can't do anything about that. Uh, okay, a couple things. Um, Thing one. For, well, let's do let's do the this 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 video first. We've had All this right. in the prep for the for the past for few about days. Nineteen weeks. Uh, this is uh, how is uh, gummy candy made? Okay, let's watch. Well, that sounds delicious. Oh, look at that yummy stuff! I love this stuff. There's sugar all over it. Yes. Yes, please. Okay, well, a little gelatin or something. Big green glob of liquid. And some snot goes into it. <laughs> See, this is like the chicken. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't, you don't want to know. The sausage. I just want to probably eat don't want to know. No, you don't. Okay, I don't know what that is. That's uh, Okay, there's somebody's hair. <laughs> Oh, good. Animal parts of some sort. Um, you have to have animal tendons. Spare tendons and whatnot. Yeah. Ew. Really? That's going to wind up as gummy candy? 
That is hard to believe, isn't it? It is. It honestly is. How do you think of that, for one thing? Yeah. <laughs> That's the best observation of it all. Hey, let's yeah. take yeah. these spare animal parts and because make they, gummy candy out of it. I mean, this, this is capitalists thinking uh, of getting, how they can use all the body, that. right? So that's where it begins, Yeah, is with the dead animal parts. Um, and they, uh, so they boil the animal's skin, tendons, ligaments, and bones in water. Yeah, And that gives you the gelatin. Then they color it. Right. And, what? I mean, okay, yeah. so what? So you don't eat a lot of gummy candy, I'm guessing. I do not eat any, yes. That Continually I, I, trying to foist your vegetarian no, agenda Always, on us. never ending. Golly. What are you talking so about? I Continually preaching about vegetarianism. I get it. I told you a million times I'm mostly vegetarian myself. You are. There's a couple of exceptions. I mean, there's a few. <laughs> gummy candy that I, one. Uh, yes, okay. But I didn't know about it until just now. Okay. So that might become an, an exception, but okay. maybe not. But I'm also, you know, into the... And then Uh-oh. we could eat Glenn. Could you guys just uh, keep it down? We're doing because, work in here. You're yeah. doing work in here? Glenn is now walking. What is this? This is, this is a show. Good. Glenn, you're good for this game. I have a game for you right now. All right. Uh, the uh, Dr. Oz Trump interview happened. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. And this, of course, obviously, it would it's be Donald Trump. Wait, the Dr. Oz Trump interview? Yeah. Yes, because yeah. he's. this yeah. is how he's going to do He's going to... Uh, oh, I, I don't oh, want you to the answer. Oh, there's going to be a surprise. Right, so they're going to reveal his health information about to yeah. him. But he said uh, he yeah. was... According to sources, and they yeah. go through a lot of his he- information, they have, they have his exact weight. What does Donald Trump weigh? Oh, I could nail that. Yeah, I feel like Jeffy would be good at this. Uh, if he sat on his phone, we could guess his weight. No, you're good but, at that. Uh, yeah. like you 278. Is 278. 278. Okay, he's what, 6'3"? I don't know. Six, I'm yeah, going to say 250. 250? 260. I'm going to say, well, which is it, 250 or 260? I'm going to say 260. I'm going to say 255. Ah, interesting. Uh, right. Correct answer. Do we know? 267. Wow. So who's closest? Was, I was closest without going over. Well, you went over. I, said, I, I went seven over. pounds off. Mm-hmm. There's no... That's, first of all, that was 278. I'm looking at pictures before the campaign, this grueling campaign oh. trail he's been on. He's lost weight. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Dr. Oz described Trump as slightly overweight. overweight. <laughs> uh, also says he has... Uh, oh, wait a minute. Blood Hang pressure on, is good, cholesterol is good, but he takes a medication for it, which is probably why. So he's for, not the healthiest human being in the history of mankind? Can, no. I, can I just kind of point this out? Huh. I am 6'3", mm-hmm. and I am 250. Oof. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> right. So do I, do I look like the specimen of health? And, uh, right? No. He's 267. No. He's right. 17 pounds heavier than me. Wow. Same size. That guy's a cow. Yeah, he's That's crazy. amazing, though. That means that you're slightly overweight only. Oh. Congratulations. No, in the Trump world. In the Trump world. In the Trump yes. world. Yes. See you tomorrow.